Salam Vinam, this is the Nixers podcast. On today's episode, we're gonna discuss logs. What are logs and what do we do with them? That's gonna be the subject of today's episode. So let's dive in it directly. Logs are like the pieces of bread left on the road and the Hansel and Gretel story. They could lead you to the witch and they could lead you to save your brothers. Logs are used to record activities from your programs. Those can be used for analysis, troubleshooting, debugging, checking for inappropriate activities, etc. So what should we log? Where should we store those logs? And how to store those logs? As in what format to store them in? This is what we're going to discuss today. Let's start with software-based logs. Software-based logs are logs specific to a single software. The developer took the leisure to do his own logging system and to store the logs directly in the location he wants in whatever format he wants. And we're, we, we can't really discuss this because it's a... It's a... It's too wide, I mean, he can do whatever he wants. Print on screen, print on, print on file, he can choose the format, can be proprietary, binary, text file. He can make a third-party software to access them. He can choose the location he wants. He can make levels of debugging. Actually, he can do whatever he wants. So as a developer, if you do software-based logs, you're free to do whatever you want. It's, it's not really a subject of discussion. What we're gonna discuss instead is system-based log. This is gonna be the, the biggest part because they are more widely used and more important than system than uh, software-based logs. So, Unix is known for its very flexible and powerful logging system. It enables you to record almost anything that you can imagine and to manipulate it to retrieve the information that you want, that you require. So uh, a system-based logs means that you have a centralized system that gathers those logs. The logs are centralized. It could mean that all the, lo that all the logs go to one single place and that they are easy to search and analyze. But as we'll see, it's not really that accurate. It's true that it's going to go to one direction, to one system, but it's not true that the logs themselves, the files, will end up in one location. But we still refer to, to it as system-based logs. So usually the location the logs end, end up in is slash var slash log. But as we're going to see later on, it could be another place, it could be anything. The problem, or more of the hick with that, is that it's only useful if all the logs are in text format, which makes them searchable with simple text manipulation tools. By that I mean that if they are in one single place, you can grab them, you can use awk, you can use sed, you can you can cut, you can you can do whatever you want with those logs to to retrieve what you need. But if they're not in one single place, it's harder to do those things because you have to look for 
every single place that the logs go to. So having logs centralized and a binary format is almost useless for the manipulation part. And by that I mean having them uh, having multiple binary log files in one location. I don't mean one system that 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 is centralized taking the log information. So because the logs are centralized, they can be kept on a remote disk as one big chunk. So let's say you have a partition called slash logs and you can separate it on another device. And thus it's easier to replicate, to backup, etc. You avoid the, the loss of information. And moreover, because of that decoupling, if the server goes down, you can still access the logs well, when they are stored on, on a different machine. So you can know why the server is down and in critical situations. So in the Unix world, the big implementation of this centralized log system is called syslog. It provides a general general purpose logging. You just send info to the syslog and it logs it. So that's there are two ways to view the, the centralized, the, the word centralized. It could mean that a, a single system takes all the messages and log, or it could mean that all the logs files are in one location. So syslog is the de facto standard because everyone is agreeing on using it. There aren't really specification on how to implement it, so many implementations are, uh, are known. It's like anything in the open source world, everyone comes up with their own brand. Now, note that the Internet Engineer Task Force, they documented an RFC for, to standardize the, the way it logs. But it doesn't mean that it has a single implementation. It has multiple implementations. RSYSLOG is the main, main implementation. And uh, it's just a lightweight daemon that is installed on, on most common Linux distribution. So let's name a few, a few of the operating systems that have rsyslog installed. Fedora was using syslog and now they switched to journal D because they, they switched to system D. OpenSUSE has rsyslog, Debian, GNU Linux, Ubuntu, Red Hat Enterprise Linux, SUSE, Solaris, FreeBSD, Gentoo, Arch Linux. And uh, you're gonna see why Arch Linux still has rsyslog. It's, it has it, but it's deprecated. And we're gonna see why when we deal with the, with the journal, the, the system, the uh, logging system. Now, just as a side, just as a side note, the second most common implementation of of syslog is syslog ng. But in theory, anything can act as a as a as a syslogging system. Anything that is a queuing daemon that takes something, queues it, and then pipes it on the other end to to a file could be used for logging. Uh, we had implementation with log stash which is based on Elasticsearch, FluentD, anything, as long as it receives events and saves the logs, and it respects the RFC. But that's just a detail. So 
programs send their log entries to six to the syslog daemon which then consults a configuration file it could be etc syslog d.conf or etc syslog or anything else depending on what implementation you have and then after consulting this file it sees if the uh, if the message sent has a, a match that is found in this configuration and it writes to the corresponding uh, file so it logs the message and the desired log file and thus from that you can understand that it's a sort of routing system it queues the message look if it uh, if it has a key that matches something and that redirects it to the right file so how does it write those messages to the file how does it distribute those logs it does it with tags you define some rules in your configuration file for example etc syslogd.conf or etc rsyslogd or whatever implementation you have then the configuration file uh, has some details in it it all comes comes down to this you have terms priority and selector the term is the identifier used to describe the application the process or the system that generates the log for example it could be uh, password ftp kernel mail then the priority it's the importance of the message there are many levels in it uh, the levels are defined in the IRF, RFC uh, the standards so they range they can range from debugging to critical events so for example you send uh, someone with a message with the term identifier mail and it has just the notice uh, priority or the warning priority then you have the selector it's a combination of filtering the logs it splits them by file it's a sort of topic matcher once a message is received and matches a selector an action happens this action can be anything it could write to files send email etc send even to another logger system now how to send stuff to the logger from the command line how to send stuff to syslog uh, we can test that with the logger command the logger command just nudges the syslog daemon and invokes consequently the creation of logs so this means we can check if uh, a command we can check if syslog d is, is running and if the configurations are, are, are right if the topic and selectors and priority we send matches correctly to send to the file we want so the format of the logger command is as followed it's logger and then you have some argument dash f and a file you can give a file dash p the priority dash t the tag and finally the message so it has a bunch of options and settings like any common line tool let's take an example if we do logger dash p uh, local zero dot notice dash t host something dash f some file so it's gonna add an entry to the default file because we don't have anything for local zero anyway uh, but 
the most important thing on this line is the dash p local zero dot notice. Uh, the the nice thing is that the term is concatenated with the priority by a dot. So the priority level is notice and it's concatenated with the term local. So the, the, the log is for something that is called local and the priority is just a notice. So where are they stored? Let's, let's ask again. We said they were centralized. But this question is ambiguous because it depends on the implementation and on the configuration. Usually the logs are in slash var slash log, but that's because the system is by default configured that way. You set that in the configuration file. The ones uh, we said did the routing part, choose where to direct the message depending on the priority and the term and the, and the selector. But there's a hick to that. We said it's centralized, right? But that doesn't mean the log files are going to be centralized in a single place. Hilariously, because you can set different paths for different logs in the configuration file, you can send different priority stuff messages to different files in different locations, not necessarily all in slash var slash log. So that depends on how you configure it. So yeah, if I have a, f a line in my configuration file, news.notice okay if i receive a message with the term news and the priority notice and then on the right side i have slash var slash log slash news slash news.notice and then i issue the command logger dash p news.notice dash t something dash f to do it will send the content of the to do file to the to the logger with a tag before every line test test and, and it will send it to the file slash var slash log slash news slash news dot notice. So it's all complex, but the main part is news dot notice sends to file slash var slash log slash news slash news dot notice. But this file can be anything. You can even direct it to your home directory as far as I know. So let's uh, also just say something here. I said var log news news dot notice. So what if the news directory inside slash var slash log didn't exist? Then uh, usually the syslog daemons create this uh, directory. And also, um, if it doesn't have the permission, it won't be able to create that directory, and will log an error on itself. And the because the logging system has logs for itself. Okay. Okay, so <coughs> let's uh, dig through some configuration. The configuration should be flexible. And as we've mentioned above, it's all about routing. So for uh, rsyslog, we have etc rsyslog and etc syslog.conf. Also depends on your implementation. So what does a typical syslog file look like? has a bunch of lines on each of those lines you have a representation of a message received and how it's gonna handle it it's divided into columns separated by tabs on the complete left it has the message dot priority the term dot priority so for instance you have mail dot warning 
we call this one the global directive. On the complete write, it has the location where it will push the log file to. So for example, slash var, slash log, slash mail. Okay. Uh, there, if you send a message that doesn't match anything, there's a catch-all message that catches anything star or, for example, anything star dot debug, anything with a priority debug. It will go to slash var, slash log, slash debug. But then again, it depends on your implementation. So this field, sorry, the, the field for the location is actually more than that. It's 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 the name. The name of this field is the rule field, the one with the location. It's made of two parts: the separator and the action field. So the action field tells it to save to what file slash var slash log slash debug. But you can add at the beginning a pipe, a database. The action field uh, specify one of five, one of five action. It could be a device, for example, uh, a file slash var slash log slash something or slash dev slash console. You can send a message to a user if you specify a list of user comma separated. Uh, you can use a pipe. In this case, you specify a program. You can send a message to another syslog host. For for that you have to use the at and the host name of the of this machine. So it's not only a file that you can log to. You can log to anything actually. And 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 between and between the global directive the term and priority and the location of the file wh where you want to save to in the middle there are other options that are less used they, they are the template and the output channel the template is the format in which the, the log is gonna be saved the traditional format it's sort of like printf the, but they are built-in variables like host name uh, time generated etc and the output channel, it's another story. Now, if you want extra flexibility point, you need to know that the six syslog D listens on a socket too. It's not only by just using logger or, or any implementation in your language. You can just connect to it with a socket if you have enabled it. And it, it, it could, it could uh, log this way. So what does this mean? It means you can do remote logging. So you can have a machine alone and send it, send it uh, messages concerning uh, the logs. But as we've said, again, it's just an implementation. So uh, now another concept in the log world. Files get big and because they get big, you can't always keep them on your machine you have to store them somewhere or to erase them and that's what we refer to as log rotation log files grow very fast and consume consume a large amount of disk space and uh, you have a bunch of utility that help you on most uh, unix distribution new syslog log rotate uh, usually those tools are called 
more frequently they, they're called by the crown demon the, uh, because you want to keep repeating the rotation like at a coherent interval you want to keep uh, uh, doing tarballs of those things and erasing the old ones uh, you don't want the logs to pile up so but you could you could implement it yourself like just a cron job that will delete every every logs that is older than a certain date and to get the date you can use any system calls like stat so knock 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 you've been waiting for that system d it's the fun but uh uh, no, actually it's not so fun because systemd has replaced syslog. Actually it has eaten it. Systemd has its own logging system. It's called the journal. Therefore, running a syslog daemon is no longer re re required to read the logs. So, uh, actually they have a comment to it because they store uh, the logs in binary format so you have to use a comment called journal control by default those logs are stored also in slash var slash log but inside a subdirectory called journal and unlike syslog it's not going to recreate that directory if you re erase it it's more complex than that if you erase it and systemd has been configured to log in a non-persistent non way, it will store the logs into slash run slash systemd slash journal. But if you configure it into a persistent way, it will recreate that directory, this var log journal. But what's this thing about persistent, non-persistent? Well, basically, uh, journal stores the, f the logs into a binary format. So you can't really read them, and it does. It shouldn't really matter. And it's more. It is lighter, and more lightweight. And because it's in binary, that's why you have to use a third-party software to read them. The disadvantage is that uh, you cannot open them with any text editor. You cannot run any of your text manipulation tool on them. But uh, the, the configuration file can let you make them persistent and when they're persistent you can directly notice what's the format of the of the logs and you suddenly realize why it shouldn't matter if they stay in memory or not so one example of a file if you do ls var log journal it's a file with the md5 sum name it has really no meaning the name at all there's only one single file single chunk file and inside of it it's all binary you can't read it so it just uh, just show that uh, it, it really doesn't matter to you because you have to rely on a third party it's irre irrelevant to us where it's stored because we can't access it anyway and also it's irrelevant to log rotate because you only have one file and the system manages itself uh, the daemon knows the the size limit and it automatically deletes the old entries and you configure that in the configuration file of journal which is etc systemdjournal.conf uh, it has other location also run systemdjournal.conf.d okay so in this file you have a bunch of configs like uh, 
if you should compress it, if you should split them, the syncing interv interval, the max use, the space, the runtime, maximum runtime, if you should f forward them to syslog, maximum level of storage if you want to store debug mode or warning, etc. Notice. Ex um, okay, but let's go back a bit. If you want to forward them to syslog, yeah, that's one of the saver. It's the saving option. You can run syslog alongside with systemd and still log those, those files in text format. And apparently, by default, it's 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 enabled but if syslog is not there nothing happens and it goes back to the default uh, behavior so my friend we're safe okay last part of this podcast it's uh, about uh, targeting and monitoring logs so you have a bunch of logs what do you do with them you need to search them if they're in text format you can use uh, text tools, text manipulation tools such as set, grep, arc, cut. You can do anything at your leisure. If you have to use a third-party software, then you have no other option that you use than to use uh, uh, the software you're, you're, you've, you've been given. It's, it's a proprietary format, more or less. Uh, uh, you want you could tail the the growth of the file like like you see if something new happened that's for text file uh, for reporting you can use uh, log watch it's a tool that will monitor your server logs and email you if something uh, weird happens it emails you on a daily basis you can use aw stats it's a sort of uh, uh, Apache web server monitor logs. You can use anything to 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 manipulate those logs. Actually, if they're in text file, you it's very flexible. So that's about it for the logs. I hope you learned a bit about uh, the logging system. I've learned myself a bunch on the subject. So what did we do this week? Uh, what did we do last week in the podcast? The podcast uh, was about art and logos and mascot and the Unix world. I've learned also quite a few things. Uh, what surprised me the most was the the mascots that have names, especially in the animal categories. It was quite weird, like. Uh, I, I would give name to my, my own mascot someday. Okay, and what did we do this week? Uh, it was the TTY week. Um, I, I've learned... Um, I've had some time on the TTY, but I couldn't spend as much as I, I would have liked. I brought my home machine at work and I was SSHing into into it. And uh, it was giving the feel that it's... Uh, it's a thin client, you know, because I was SSHing into it. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for today. If you like what you're listening to, you can contribute by 
commenting on the extended thread on the forums. You can ask for your key to participate uh, to participate to this podcast. You can ask me on IRC. I'll give you a key and then you go to podcast.nixers.net. You put your key and you set your schedule and then you join. And if you want to get more information about the podcast, everything is located at podcast.nixers.net slash what, W-H-A-T, what. Okay, so thanks again for listening. This was the Nixers podcast.